Hey guys, do me a favor. Go ahead and hit subscribe to this podcast. That way, when we get new episodes that come out, you'll get notified right away and you won't miss a thing. Second thing is make sure you check out the link. We're live. This is the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. On today's show, we're going to break down a book that Vince has been reading recently. Actually, you've reread recently. Um, a book called The Four Agreements. And you may have heard of it, but but today we're going to kind of tie it into more of a fitness business kind of aspect and, and, and spin on that. But before we get into the actual main meat of the podcast, Vince, meat, the meat. That's right. What is uh, here's here's a question I have for you before we get before we dive into the four agreements. Is there something that you can give the listeners? Just one thing that you've been doing recently, or that that you've that you've been learning, or, or, or kind of playing around with that can help out the gym owners and the trainers and everybody that's listening. Yeah, I, I tell you, I was at dinner with with my best friend last night, and you know we were talking about you know just our our marriages and you know how it it's as an entrepreneur it's so important to have that in check. And I know we did the podcast on you know we had Vanessa on uh, recently, and um, I was talking to him about the date night that we had, and Vanessa and I in the start of the year. Uh, after hearing this for years and years and years. Hearing what? That you should do a date night? Yeah. Okay. yeah. From like so many different angles. So many different types of people saying, you got to do a date night. And we never, like, we would always do it once in a while and it was random and stuff. And as we said, this year, like we are fully committing to it. And we, we angled it for a Tuesday. And the Tuesday was like, it was almost by, out of like necessity with three young kids at home. So it's babysitting is not, um, we don't really have much, you know, help in terms of family help. Her parents live in California, so they're not able to help. And we have, you know, my family is going through a lot of like, you know, my dad's really sick, so my mom's not available a lot, and so we have to get a babysitter. So we, we were only able to get a babysitter on Tuesday nights. So it's that's the night we do it, and we have like fully committed to it. We have missed a couple just from like stuff being around and. Actually, Bella's lacrosse got pushed to Tuesday night now, so we have you know that, and we'll do we'll go out after. But um, we've been pretty consistent with it, and it, it, it's it's honestly it makes such a world of difference to get that time, um, you know, with your significant other when normally you know life is so busy, and even if you don't have kids yet, it's still like the gym. I remember when it was just me and Vanessa, and we were just really in and working in the business. There wasn't a lot of time for just us and hanging out and you know to really kind of stay connected and I've said this many times it's like your marriage is like one of the most important business relationships you could ever have and so that Tuesday night date night not saying yours has to be on Tuesday night but just and, and even if you're at a point right now where it's once a month you know that's better than nothing but I think having it consistent and picking a definitive date you know, that you're going to commit to that date and do it. Uh, getting that time has just been huge for, 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 for us, for me personally, for her. Uh, so I think it's been like a big win. So that's something, you know, I have done and stuck to and committed to that you know, I think is really helping me in, in, in many areas of, of my life. And how elaborate do you get with the dates? Are you guys going out to fancy restaurants? Does it have to be something special? Because I think sometimes people think about that, like date night has to be something special. So give me an example of what a date night is. I mean, most of the time, we just go out to dinner, and a lot of times we go to the same place, and we kind of like to stay, 
you know, somewhat local and, you know, just hang out. And I always, I always have bourbon. That's like tradition. Like I'll always, I drink, actually my new, I have a new bourbon of choice. I was, I was going with, uh, um, Blanche for a long time. I really like this Blanche bourbon. And I just found this new one that my friend Mark, uh, turned me on to. It's called basil. So I've been drinking a lot of basil. So always bourbon for me, straight up one rock, one rock, large cube. And, uh, so the two the two action items are set a date night for the week, drink pick bourbon. a night, and drink bourbon. As long as you do those two things, it's going to drastically improve your life. Oh man, That's a, it's huge! It's a huge thing. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's uh, it, it's very interesting, and I feel like there's a lot of people that like they'll get really stressed, um, and then they'll like turn to like having the drink after work. And I'm I'm weird. I'm like the opposite. Like when I'm really stressed, like I don't touch it. I don't want it at all. And I'm feeling really great. It's just like, let's go have a drink. It's like really good. So it's like, it's weird like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's good just to kick back and we don't go crazy. It's not like we're waking up hungover or anything like that. But uh, yeah, we like to loosen up and it's good. Like midweek, it's like, it's been fun. All right. So locked, locked in that date night. All right. So, so let's get into the, the main topic today. And you gave me this topic and I'll be honest, I wasn't, you know, I don't think we've broken down a book. You know, we talked about the story brain and stuff like that, but this is the first time I think we've broken down a book. So The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz yep. was written in 1997. Now, why why did this book stand out to you? Why did you want to do an entire episode around this book? I mean, I I think that, you know, it, it's your because your personal life and who you are and how you think and how you deal with all the stuff flying around in your life is a direct reflection on how you're going to run your business. It's like it's the, the your own brain and your thoughts and your feelings are a direct reflection of how successful your business you know is going to be. And when that is better and that's improved and you feel better about yourself and more confident, you know, your business is going to be better. So this podcast is about helping you know personal trainers. The progression is this podcast is all about helping personal trainers turned gym owner become better at business. That's what it is. Right. And, and the reality is the reason why we're, we're here, like why does this thing exist, is because none of us went to business school. But it's funny, I kind of did go to business school. I didn't really, I, I, I physically, attended. I physically sometimes attended class, right. but I attended the school of Temple University football team. Uh, that was what my degree was in. And your minor was in business. But the reality is like you, when you become like, and I, 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 I signify the signing of the lease, right? You know, the signing of the lease is you're a personal trainer, you signed a lease, and now all of a sudden you, um, when you sign that lease, one, you take on a whole new set of risk, but you kind of just walk into this unknown world. It's like you're walking through this door that there is stuff around that you have never, ever, ever in your life seen before. And as a business owner, that is in the form of hiring, that is in the form of marketing, that is in the form of sales, that is in the form of a profit and loss statement. Like you, you walk through these doors and you leave behind the world of sets and reps and programming and all this other stuff. And who prepares you for this? Who prepares you to walk through that door? It's hard. 
it, it, it is like sometimes we, we un, and here's the thing it's why one out of two gyms fail it's why one out of two businesses fail in the first five years because you take on this whole thing that you have like no idea and that's that can be a stressful stressful thing so that, uh, kind of digressing here but that's why this whole thing exists and I really do believe the more in tune with you are with yourself the better your business is going to be. The more you're able to overcome challenges, failures, and negative thoughts and negative things that go on, the better, the more you're going to succeed in business. And the four agreements is just, I mean, I haven't found a better book to live your life by, right? I really, and I, I, Tony Robbins says, complexity is the enemy of execution. And I believe this book is the simplest form of, uh, not living in su human suffering, right? Right. That that's like it's the simplest form of, of of freedom, right? It's the simplest form. It's a recipe for human freedom. That's that's kind of why I love this the, book. The book so outlines much. that. Yeah, that's like really what it is. It's how do you reduce human suffering and how do you increase your your freedom as a human being? And you know, obviously, we will go through the four, but. You know, they, they talk about it in terms of, you know, your personal life, marriage and all that. And I've kind of taken it and really I'll talk about it from a business perspective of now, how these four things relate. Now, you said you've read this before. This book's about 20, over, yeah. 20, over 20 years old. Why? Number one, I mean, I've seen you. I've seen your library. You have thousands of books. You're constantly reading books. What drove, number one, what drove you to read it again? And why do you think it resonated differently now or did it not? Because I, I feel like you've kind of had, did you ask me if I read it that last week we were talking about this book? Why now did it kind of hit home with you as opposed to when you read it the first time? Well, I started teaching it to my kids. That, that's what I, I read. I reread it again and I wrote them on the board. And it's funny because this is my kids are seven, six and three. And we were, we wrote them on the board and we, we talk about it. And some of them, my son doesn't understand what we're saying, but they, they kind of do. And we were on the beach uh, a few weeks ago and we were talking about them. And um, we couldn't remember the fourth one. And we were all, Vanessa and I both, and Vanessa actually has been to seminars um, with Don McGover. He's the guy who wrote the book. So she's kind of been into this for a while too. But um, so we're, we're kind of, we're kicking around. And we're like, what is that fourth one? And Vanessa, I could remember. And all of a sudden, Bella, my seven-year-old, she told us what the fourth one was. She remembered. She remembered. She was like, and she didn't say it right. She's like, one of them is don't make assumptions. She was like, a something. Blah, blah. And like, she remembered. And I think that's what re-kind of kindled this for me is, one, when you find something really good, it's a really good idea to go back to Right? It's a it's a really good idea. Like the Tony Robbins stuff is just timeless. Like he has been teaching the six human needs for 40 years or however many years. It's like it doesn't change. Like it doesn't change. So this like is not going to change. And when you find things that like this that are timeless, it's a really good idea to go back. So I went back because I wanted to like refresh my kids. And I also went back to my own personal life because I know when I when I go over these today, don't think that I live these four agreements 100% all the time. I don't. And that's the point. That's the whole point of why you need to revisit this and that this is, you know, and you'll find one of the agreements is always doing your best. Like it's like you can only just do the best you can at where you're at right now. So, I mean, 
it, it's been a, a great resource, you know, and help to me in my life. And it's I, honestly, this is a little bit self-serving because I know if I want to know something really well and I want to live something really well, I'm going to teach it. Right. Right. If you want, if you want to become a master at something, just prepare yourself to teach it. Right. I think that's my takeaway. Having the, from what you just said is that you know you read it however many years ago, and you probably never really talked to anybody or taught it. You read it, you absorbed the information, like most people do with books. But if you had to go and have that conversation, you started teaching it to your kids, and now your understanding had to be so much better. Like when you, what do they say? Like in order to become a master, you got to be able to teach it, right? Right. So I think that's anybody out there reading books or reading whatever to to then turn around and try to teach it to somebody. It's a totally different understanding. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's get into it. What, like, the, how do you want to start? You want to dive yeah, let's just, I'll just go into the first agreement. So, and I'm going to kind of spin this as it relates to um, this. And I actually have even some notes here from the actual book. I, I kind of have my own notes here, but I'll just like read a little well, bit. Before um, the, what is what is the overlying theme of the book for anybody who hasn't read it? Like, what is what is the goal? Is it is it so? So it's what I said earlier. It's it's these it's, so. Without getting into too deep, this is what it's called, like what's something called like Toltec philosophy, which is like ancient. Uh, and I actually just read this: is that this was adopted from no words at all. It was just passed down. It was just passed down from like I guess pictures. I guess they would draw these pictures, but it, this these things were adopted from this. And I guess Ruiz learned this from a long time. But it's it's called Toltec philosophy, which is like an old Mexican um, form of. Just gives you kind of a framework for yeah, and it's not like it's not really like a religion, or it's more of just a way of life. But the the best way to explain it is, hey, if you do these four things and you do them to the best of your ability for most of your life, you're probably gonna have a pretty good, happy life. All right, that that's essentially okay. what it is. I'm sold. I'm sold. All right, yeah. let's, let's let's get into it. So the first one is what? So the first one is be impeccable with your word. Be impeccable with your word. And here's like a couple of notes. It's like they say, speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. So impeccable. Like what does impeccable mean? Impeccable means perfect. Impeccable means without sin. It's like it's like, you know, as good as it gets to be impeccable with um, your word. And the, what I want to talk about is something I've learned from, from studying Tony Robbins for, for so long, is that be impeccable with your word not only means the words that you say to other people, but it's what do you say to yourself. Right. Self-talk. It's the self-talk. And that's what they talk about a lot in the book. It's like, what are the things that, because it's like, they say, it's like, how do you love someone else if you don't really love yourself? And that is the thing. So what are the things that you say to yourself? Now I'm going to throw my wife under the bus here because this just happened and she's, she's fine with it because she's learning that all the mistakes she makes is lessons in learning for all of the podcast listeners. Here. Right. But she called me just before we, we did this and she's like, Vince, I'm a bad mom. And I was like, what do you mean you're a bad mom? I was like, you're not a bad mom. You're a great mom. She's like, well, I, I went to go pick the kids up at school and I forgot to tell them that they weren't going to go to drop off so they wouldn't take the bus home or there was some kind of confusion and they ended up taking the bus home. 
So she's running back. She thought the bus was going to get to our house and she wasn't there. So she's running back to the house to try and get there. And she's calling me. She's like, I'm a bad mom. And I was, she was like, I was like, has this happened before? She was like, no, this is the first time. So I'm like, oh, wait, so 180 pickups. And the last day of school, you've messed this up and you're a bad mom. And it's like, I, she, she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, whatever. I was like, I was like, can I use this on the podcast? She's like, whatever. <laughs> you know, but so that's like, that's what she said to herself. Here, 180, 179 wins. And on the 180th day of pickup, she's a bad mom. Right. But that's the shit like that we say to ourselves, like, oh, you know, someone quits or this, like, oh, I'm not good. I'm not a good leader. Right. I'm not a good leader. Something happens and you think like, oh, I don't know how to hire. I'm not good at hiring people. I'm not good at managing. Oh, you know, I'm not good at you know, marketing because the leads coming in are crap. And it's just like this is the garbage that we put inside of our own head. And it's like there's there's a there's there's a, there's a chemical reaction that happens in our body when we say these different things to ourselves, And it's just not the, the, the right way to speak. Right. It's just you, you, you have to think about and I'm not talking about this positive self-talk like you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. But just being able to catch yourself and realize when you're beating yourself the hell up and realizing that, no, she's not a bad mom. She just had a bad day. She had not even a bad day. She had like one bad event. So it goes back to the whole mindset thing. Um, but also being impeccable with your word is what what do you say, you know, about your competition? What do you say? Is there gossip in your organization? If there's gossip, Dave Ramsey always talks about how he like he hates gossip and the gossip is like when we have a big rule in their company of 400 people that like nobody gossips and things like that. If you have like water cooler talk. What do you mean by that? Water cooler so what is, everyone knows what water cooler talk is. Like people standing in the office behind the water cooler and they're just talking about all the bullshit going on at work. They're not talking about anything productive. They're talking about this person. They're talking about that person. There's, it's just, it's just, it doesn't do anything to aid in productivity, you know, to the business. So, you know, that's what being impeccable with your word is, is being able to, and we've gone through periods where we've had it. So how do you, so how do you deal with something like that? So I think it's got to be addressed. It's got to be addressed. It's got to be addressed to the team. It's got to be addressed. It's got to be, you know, known that you're going to hold there's a culture of accountability that you hold each other accountable. So, hey, we're gossiping right now. We're talking about, we're saying stuff about that person that we wouldn't say if they were right here in front of us. You know, so I think it's going back to the rule. It's being impeccable with your word. It, it's, it's what do you say to yourself, right? And are you saying things to yourself that are just totally making you feel like garbage? And it, is, there, is there a way that you can shift it? Like Carol Dweck, you know, always talks about, you know, the word yet. Yeah. So my kids, since they were, you know, babies, you know, when they say they can't do something and that's a natural thing for kids to say, I can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. Well, we just put a yet, right? I can't do it yet. And that's a language, that's a specific word that you put behind the words, I can't do it. And it changes the whole meaning of I can't do it versus I can't do it. There's a lot of bad emotions and feelings that come up with it. So I think that, you know, being impeccable with your word, not like we had a we had a post uh, in the group very recently of a guy that says, "Hey, this guy's been trashing me on social media. Right? Like, what should I do? Should I go in? Should I trash him back?" And it's just like, I don't know if there's and and there was they did so these guys are very good. Like they do technology stuff in the group that I don't even they know how to make these surveys. 
And it was like, what do I do? Do I take the high road? Do I do this? And it's like, everyone's voting. Take the high road. Just ignore them. Like, focus on what you can control. Like, what are you going to do getting in a, a pissy match, you know, with some guy that, like, is just trying to, like, bring you down to his level. It's just like, it's not worth it. Like, go and focus on something productive and go focus on, you know, killing him in silence and just going and focusing on growing your business versus trying to get into a war with that. And it's just like, I see these things on social media and it's just like, I, I so much want to respond and just say, you, 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 you're saying something that's so stupid and so not meaningful right now. But then I would be in the same, right? right? I would be putting my, if I did that, I'd be putting myself in the exact same situation. It's like me being a hypocrite on that. So you choose to just ignore and let them just kind of find out for themselves that that's probably not a very productive thing. Dude, now, if it is someone that is in my group, it's one of the SBF mastermind groups that is posting, that's happened before too, where I've seen them posting like negative rants, you know, about like you, you put a rant on Facebook about, oh, these clients, they don't want to sign up. You know, when I show them the prices, they don't want to invest in their health. And it's just like, what kind of shit is that? Like, what kind of like, like, what, what value do you get from, from vomiting on social media about your prospective clients to your prospective clients? Right. Right. There's no, there's no, I don't get, I don't right. get the point of it. So, but, so it comes back to, um, that's the first agreement is being impeccable with your word. What you say to yourself, what you say to others. Can you, can you not have, can you grow a business with no gossip at all? And if you have gossip, are you willing to address it and take it head on right away and, and, and fix it? So that's the first one. Good. All right. Let's, let's keep moving. So that number one, being comfortable with your I'm tired work. right now. Let's go. Let's go. Number, number two. Uh, okay. So number two is I, I, I should talk about my fast. Okay. Because I, 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 I've been fasting. Kyle No, shout out to Kyle No from Neural Strength that wrote me up a fasting program. But normally I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty good, but right now we are at the tail end of the fast. So I have had zero calories in the last 19 hours, so I'm going on. Hopefully, hopefully that's working for you, man. So I feel alright. But so number two is don't take anything personally. It's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. And, a, and again, no one said that these agreements were easy. Right. Um, and you know I don't know I and, and like I said before. I'm not teaching this because I am a perfect citizen in these. I am many times not impeccable with my word. And I many times will take things personally still today. It's something I'm constantly working on. So I am not like coming to you guys today saying I live these four agreements and I'm perfect with these four agreements every day. It's just not. It's really more about the awareness. But I, but, but I know, but I know that I'm a happier person when I don't care what other people think. But that's right? not but that's not easy. It's so not so. easy at all. So a quote someone gave me recently. What people think about you is none of your business. That's good. What people think about you is none of your business. And that's kind of like not taking it personally. And and there's going to be times especially, you know, when you're kind of in the public eye you know, I, I'll be honest with you, there's there's times where I will see like a client out in the community and it'll be like um, someone that maybe was a client that was not a client anymore 
and you can kind of tell that they saw me and they like kind of duck and cover, right? They don't want to make eye contact with me or anything like that. They kind of like... You're avoiding the conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I was like, I was just ready to say hi and hello. And I could like take it personally. I'm just like, oh, did they not like me? Did I do something to offend them? And, you know, most of the time I realize it's probably not anything to do with, with me. Right. It's most of the time has to do with, with, with them. And, you know, like th- taking things like clients leaving, like a lot of gym owners will take that really personally. Like even we had a, we had a vendor that we were working with in our community and we, we, after two years fulfilled the contract, we didn't feel like we were getting value from the service. So we stopped it. And this person went like off on me off on me to the point where like sent an email to someone else and it got to me by accident and it was like telling telling like saying things like how they're going to try and make a squad of business it's like it's like crazy stuff like hey man i just i fulfilled my agreement it's nothing personal it's just you know going a different direction and it, it was just like that it was like a very volatile you know type of way to react and she, she, this person took it very personally that I was no longer doing business with them and took it so far to the point, well, now I will definitely never do business with them. And the one thing we've learned, right? We've learned that most people will come back, right? Because most people that leave your gym, they didn't leave because you were, you know, tormenting them. They didn't leave because you smell. They didn't leave because you stink at training. They left because life got in the way. And when you, and I, we did a whole podcast on this is getting them back in. Right. Remember that? That was, that was yeah. a fun podcast, but it's, it, it's all about how you react. Right. And if you, if you take it personally, then it's going to end like it end with this person that I just talked about. If you don't take it personally and you look at it as what can I learn from this? Now you're opening the door for them to come back. And I tell you, there's a large percentage of our clients that leave that will come back. Right. A large percentage. I think a big one in fitness is not only when a client leaves, but then when they go to a different gym. Yeah. I think that's like a lot of people. I mean, we've done it too. Where we heard this person or we've seen pictures on, on social media of this person now training at the gym up the street or a different gym. And there's plenty of good gyms in our area. And it's not just us, right? But it's hard not to say like, they like them better than us now. It's a bit, it's it's hard not to take that person. That's a big one we hear about. Yeah, there's clients leaving and going to other places. Yeah, and, and even things like not signing up for a membership, like your salespeople, like like do you take it personally when someone doesn't sign up? And that's like yeah, Dan Pink talks about the ABCs of selling: it's attunement, buoyancy, and clarity. And your ability to be buoyant in the face of rejection is all, you know, how you're going to become better at sales. Can I play Dell's out? Yeah. Okay, so you say that if a client doesn't sign up, let's not take it personally. Isn't that like a little almost too lovey-dovey, like, oh, it's just on them, it's not on us. At, at what point do you have to analyze yourself or your business and almost take it personally and be like, is it our fault? Is that is that part of this now? Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yep. Is there some aspect of that? Yep, absolutely. And that's why we have actually a form that we fill out. And right after, if a client does not close, we have a form that we fill out. Um, that If someone emails me, uh, Vince at Gabriel Fitness, I'll send them the form. We make it usually only exclusive to SPF, but if you're listening to this and you want the form, I'll send it to you. Um, but the form is a list of questions of, you know, what happened during the process, um, like where they in our target market, 
Um, what was the lead source that came in? All things like that. And that's how we would learn uh, from that. So now it's more of, all right, yeah, you, you can't take it personally, but you just got to analyze what happened and then, and then learn from it. But it's hard. It's not an easy thing, especially for younger salespeople, you know, that are like, you know, they want to close everybody. And the reality is it's like baseball, you know, you, you can fail seven out of 10 times and still be a Hall of Famer. Same thing with sales. It's like, you're not going to close everybody. You know, you're going to, you should, there's a certain percentage. And if you close everybody, you just got to make your prices a little higher. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So number two, don't take things personally. Um, Anything else? Yeah. And even like, you know, we've had like, we've heard rumors like that people like talk about us and saying uh, that people, we've heard people have said, oh, when, when people go to Gabriel Fitness, they don't get results. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? What, is, what does results mean? So I guess this person was defining results with, with losing fat right, and losing weight. And well, I'm ready to show them a bunch of in-body scans that show that that's not true. Um, and the second thing is, you know, results vary. There's this thing in the fitness industry that think that the, the only way you get results is you're, you're this transformation center and that you can put out all these before after pictures. But there is results vary to the person. Colleen Fletcher is a woman that we've trained who's 76 years old. No, she's older than that. She's, she's how old? She's, I think she's 80. She, and, and there's no way. She hasn't lost any weight with us. She didn't come to us to lose weight. But she is, her, her, her life is now so different because she is able to train into her 80s. And she now is like, you know, working out and, and getting stronger and building muscle. And she's the head of the church and she gets up there and, and her dress and everyone's looking at her jacked arms and like saying, what does she do for words? She's like an amazing woman, but like she hasn't lost much weight. She didn't need to lose any weight, but like she's gotten amazing results. And she's, she's like, she's an unbelievable woman. And she always says to me, she was like, you know what you do? She talks like this. And she's like, you know what you do? She's like, you're not, you know, preaching the gospel because she like heads the church. She's like, but you're doing his work. You're doing his work. And she always awesome. says that to She's me. Awesome. She always says that like, well, we're, what we're doing in the gym is like the Lord's work. Even though we're not like bringing people to Jesus, we're just helping people get in shape and, and get fit. She's like, you're doing his work. You're doing his work. Because I always feel so great. And anytime, when I talk any, to her. anytime anybody says they're too old to do something or too old yeah. to be doing this, we hear that all the time. I'm too old for this stuff. Like, she's, oh, she's, 80. Really, she's 80. I think she's old. I think she's in her early 80s. Oh, she's amazing. I think, I think she's 82. And, and she gets up there because I go to the same church and she gets up there and she speaks. And she has, like, in the summertime, she has these dresses on. Her arms are like jacked. Great shape. It's yeah. like, <laughs> she's <laughs> awesome. So that's number two is, is, is don't take anything. Uh, don't take anything personally. And again, what are the what, what is the benefits of being impeccable with your word? Don't take anything personal. We're reducing human suffering, right? You're going to be more fulfilled as a, as a person. You're going to be more fulfilled as a gym owner. I mean, you can kind of do your best to do those two things. Right. And those two tie in as far as like talk, taking things personally is a lot of time. That's just self-talk. That's you telling yourself this person yeah. doesn't like me. This person hates me. I'm a bad person because I, I whatever whatever it is, but those two definitely tie together. Yeah. All right, let's keep moving. Number oh, three. here's a big one. Don't don't make assumptions. Don't make assumptions. This is, this is, this is the one Bella remembered. What's that? This is the one Bella remembered. Yeah, this is the one Bella remembered. So here's here's what it says. Find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstanding, sadness, and drama. So um, what what 
what do people think, and this is gym owners, when a gym owner makes a decision to raise their prices? They're greedy. What is, what is the, well, they assume that people are going to think they're greedy. Right. And they assume that everyone's going to leave. Leave. Right. Right. We assume, and we, we are guilty of this, but we assume if you raise your prices, everyone's going to grow. Everyone's going to go down the street. We assume that if you change your programming from one-on-one to small group, nobody's going to like it. And there is this poison that goes on in your head when that happens. It's like you're just assuming what everyone is going to think. And most of the time, those assumptions are not real. right? They are not real. And I, I am guilty of this. You are guilty of this. Very guilty. Most guilty. They're very guilty of, a, a, you know, what is the quote for assumptions? Like, it makes an ass out of you and yeah, me. Yeah, an ass out of you and me. Right. But that's that's the third one. It is not making assumptions of things that you do in your business. When you assume people will think a certain way about that, a lot of times it's just head trash. And we talked about head trash before on the podcast. But if you don't make those assumptions, you're not going to go through all the negative emotions and negative feelings. What happens is because you, you play it in your head and you feel that. Right? You feel what's going to happen. It, it, it's the same as it's actually happening. Right? It's the, when you play the tape of your head of every one of your clients having this mass exit, when you play that in your head and you're thinking that, you're making that assumption, it's the same thing going on in your body as if you actually watch them all walk out the door. Right. There's no difference. It's the same. So you will save yourself a lot of emotional trauma if you just avoid making assumptions. I hear this one a lot with guys in the group and, and gym owners that we talk to about their staff. I think a lot of times they assume that the staff thinks like they do and is going to do the things that they do and they get frustrated. So a lot of people ask me like, you know, you, you've worked there for so long. What, and I'm like, we communicate a lot. And that's, that's the way that I, I have, I know my expectations. I know what's expected of me. We hear guys like, oh, I have this guy and he's really good, but he doesn't study or he leaves early or whatever it is. And it's like, well, have you talked to him about it? And a lot of times like, no. And they just assume that everyone's going to behave the same way that they behave. And if they don't, then they don't like that. You know, you know what I mean? Like I, that, that is a huge one is like not communicating with the people that work for you and just assuming that their brain is going to work. Cause like our brains work very differently, me and you. And if we don't communicate and you're assuming that I'm thinking like you, we're going to, and we've had problems like that. Like okay. that, that has created a lot of problems between us. We're like, I think that, you should know how I'm feeling and, and, and I should know how you're feeling. It's like, it's just not the truth. Yeah. So like assuming the people on your, the people on your staff think like you is a big mistake. Yep. That's a big one that I see with a lot of these guys. Yeah. And, and I think that it's, um, the, and we, we went through this very early on between you and I, and there was like, there was a problem and you were like also being weird. And I was like, I don't remember if I did come down hard on you, but I was just like, he's screwing up. I'm going to like rip him a new one. And like, you know, that what you do is when you make those assumptions that he's just a dog or he's lost it or whatever, and you don't lead with questions, as it says, you know, you were going through a tough time in your personal life and something was wrong and your mom was sick or something. And, you know, um, I, I don't remember if I did. I, I hope I asked the question. I don't, I don't remember how the conversation. I don't remember how the conversation. But I just do remember that you, you told me that. And I was like, oh, well, that explains it. And I think sometimes you can fly off the handle on people without asking questions first. I think there's people go through shit. People go through, you know, tough times in their life 
that may not be, and that's kind of like, you know, that may not be, you know, related at all to the job, you know, or maybe they just didn't sleep at all last night because they're going through a really bad problem in their marriage or something like that, you know, and by you, by you just like screaming and hollering at them to get their shit together, it doesn't really, you know, do much benefit to either of you. So, right. That's the third one. All right, let's go number four. And the fourth one's a quick one. I mean, this is just, is, is, is always do your best. Always do your best. And they make an interesting point of, is that your best will vary from time to time, right? So if you, you know, come in one day and you've had a really bad night, let's say you were fighting, you know, with your spouse or something like that, and you come in all night and you come to do this podcast, you can still do your best. And it may not be as good, right, as it was before, but it is still your best. And I think that this is where a lot of the, the high achievers in us, that we are never satisfied, right? That we have this goal, and if we hit the goal, that, it, that we did our best, we hit the goal, and we're still not satisfied. And you can get the, to this point of, it's like you win the Super Bowl, or you win the game, you win the playoff game, and then there's like never any party after it, right? There's, it's just, okay, that's what we did. All right, now on to the next thing. And, and, and some of that is good. I do believe some of that is, you're not dancing in the end zone, like, all right, next thing. I believe some of that is good. But I think that sometimes the always do your best thing is like, it's never enough. Like there's a there's a really good movie that everyone should watch, and it's the um, the Greatest Showman. It's like you want to learn about business, watch the Greatest Showman. And it's funny, I played a couple clips of it at the last Mastermind or two Masterminds ago, and like some of the guys at first because it's like it's a you know, Hugh Jackman comes on, he's like singing and stuff, and I was like, dude, if the Wolverine can do it, you guys can sit there and watch this shit. So, but but reality was, it, it talks like there's a song in there called Never Enough, and it's all about him just like wanting more and wanting more and wanting more. Um, and, I, and I think you got to let yourself enjoy the win, but by all means, you know, at, at, at any point in time, do your best. How does this tie into failure? Like with, when you're looking at your failures, it, do you have to look at it and say, you did everything you could do? Is that is that part of it as well? Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, like I think... When you, when you, you, I have, I have this new view of failure, right? This new view of failure in that it's like, it's, it's your, if you're not failing, you're not trying enough, right? And if you have no failures, that just means you're not putting yourself out there. And that's something that, that I'm working on. That's like, it's like hard to think about that of like wanting to fail more. But the reality is when you fail more, there's going to be more successes that are going to come from that. So it's not it's not being afraid of it, not being afraid to take chances, not being afraid to take risks, um, and it's it's almost like enjoying the failure. If you can learn to enjoy the failure because you know that the winds are around the corner, um, that you're going to end up on top and you're going to be a much happier person. All right, so let's let's do some takeaways. What let's let's. So those those are the four agreements. Now, obviously, you recommend anybody listening should read. Yeah, it's, it's read a really book. short book. It's yeah. a really really short read. You can read in a couple hours. Um, but it's just this is just like this is a way of life, right? But, I mean, it's like, but not having to be perfect with any of these. Just the, you're, the you're not going to be. You're not going to be. But it's all a matter of how quickly can you recover 
right? That's kind of like, it's the same thing with like the mindset thing when I talk about the growth and the fixed mindset. It's like how quickly can you go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? So it's like, it's not that you never have the fixed mindset. It's more of how quickly can you recover? So it's like, can you, can you realize like, all right, I'm taking this personally right now and I don't really need to be just recovering from that. And I think it's, 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 it's really all about practice, right? That's what it comes down to. It's like the more you practice this stuff, the better you're going to get. And will you ever get to a point of total complete mastery? Maybe not. But if you can improve 50%, 60%, 70% and live these four things, you know, you're going to be happier as a person and much happier as a gym owner. That's awesome stuff. All right. Let's, we got we to do a little bit of bookkeeping. Talk about the podcast. We want, we want everyone to subscribe. Yeah, they got to subscribe to the podcast. I mean, hopefully if you like these shows, if, if you're, you're, still like, listening, if you're still, still listening by still now, um, that you, you got to subscribe. If you subscribe, then you're going to get notified <laughs> when we have a new podcast come out. And so it's, uh, that's it. Subscribe. Awesome. Yeah, I think, I think that we'll wrap it up right there. Vince, check out the four agreements. Have a great day. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Again, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, be sure you do that. When you're subscribed, that means you're going to get notified of all the new episodes coming out. And secondly, go ahead and definitely check out the link in the show notes of the six-week new client surge program. If you're looking to become the master of your marketing, this is something you're going to want to jump on. Uh, Go ahead and click the link in the show notes to get all the info. It starts soon, so better hurry. Thanks so much and have a great day.